Good morning, my friends. Welcome to my first ever podcast. So when I started thinking about doing one of these, I was wondering to myself, you know, what what kind of things would you guys want to hear? And, you know, I, I kind of kept going back to one of the biggest questions that get asked of me really a lot. Um, and that is, how in the world did CrossFitness, you know, come to be? Where did it come from? Where did you get this idea to to open up this magnificent box um, and meet these amazing people? Um, well, I'll tell you this, I had no idea how amazing this journey would be and how amazing all of you are. Um, so I thought, you know what, let's just tell you my story um, because I've got some new faces. There's new faces out there. There's old faces out there that may not have heard this story. So um, hope you listen along. Um, and I hope it inspires you guys um, to maybe step out of the box a little bit and push the boundaries. Um, I guess I guess you could say this all came about as a result of a really bad and unhappy marriage. Um, got married in the late 90s uh, to someone who I thought was the one. Um, and long story short, it ended up not being that way. Um, however, I did get my, my beautiful daughter out of the relationship, so it wasn't a complete loss. Um, but around 2008, I realized, you know, this, this, I'm not happy and this isn't who I want to be. I've kind of lost myself, um, in all of this misery. So, um, got brave, made the decision to get the divorce. Um, and then as the divorce went through, you know, there were struggles. Um, but, at the end of this, um, I found that, you know, through the joint custody with my ex-husband, all of a sudden I ended up having a lot of free time, really free time that I'd never really had before. Um, and so I literally started walking around the track at the local high school with some friends. Uh, really, you know, it was just that simple. Um, got out every day after work, walked a few laps, you know, chit-chatted, had a good time. Um, but what that kind of turned into was, you know what, I kind of like, I like th- this me time um, that I've started giving myself. Um, so even when my friends weren't able to, to join me for my walks, I would actually go myself and, and, and walk um, for as long as I was able to. Sometimes I would walk even until dark. Um, so, you know, of course, in the summer months, that was quite a while. Uh, then one day I got brave and I thought, you know, I wonder how far I could run. <laughs> well, it wasn't, it turns out it wasn't very far. Um, I was only able to actually run about, I don't know, a quarter of the track, the round part of the track, if you guys have ever been on a track before. Um, and to say that it pissed me off was an understatement. I, how had I let myself get to this point where running this short distance basically left me um, just shattered because I couldn't breathe and my legs wouldn't work and I was so angry and so mad um you know maybe it was a little bit of emotion coming from what I had just been through emotionally with my ex-husband who knows um but all I know is there was a fire lit in me at that moment that you know I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing this and I'm gonna keep plugging away at this um and I'm gonna come back here every day and I'm gonna run a little bit and then I'm gonna walk a whole lot (laughs) And I kept doing that. I kept coming back to the track every time I had some free time on the weekends. I almost became obsessed with it. And I'll never forget the day that I was able to run completely around the track without stopping. Oh my God, it was the best day of my life. Um, I think I may even cried a little bit. Um, So at that point, I thought, okay, well, I've made one lap around the track. Let's see if we can pull off this mile. Um, So yeah, I practiced at it. I worked at it. And I started you know, running more and more. And eventually I got that mile in. 
Uh, keep in mind, this was around 2008, 2009. Um, I had talked to one of my friends um, into, let's go find a 5K. I want to run three miles. Granted, you have to understand my physical state of being through this whole marriage thing. I was I was a big girl. I had had my child and, you know, the pregnancy weight had stuck on. Um, and, and so another thing that I had noticed was happening, you know, physically as I was running, not only was mentally, I, you know, kind of regaining myself, but physically I was becoming a better, you know, vision of, of what I wanted to be. Um, so anyway, talked my friend into running a 5k with me. And again, as I mentioned, this is around, I think 2008 in the fall and <laughs> there was not a 5k anywhere in the area. We literally had to drive all the way to Bowling Green, Kentucky. Uh, to find the, the the nearest 5k which is crazy right now because I think there's one every weekend up here now um, anyway we did we made the trek um, I ran it I walked a little bit but I ran it um, and when I crossed the finish line I just remember feeling how accomplished I felt um, it was such an achievement for me to have done that, um, you know, considering where I'd been. And so I guess you could say, you know, I, I said the fire was lit before when I re made that small little jaunt around the track early on. Well, when I crossed that 5K finish line, oh, hell, the fire was really lit at that point. I was like, well, damn, if I can do this, what else can I do? So I kept running, um, working super hard at the gym. I actually got a gym membership. Who would have known? Who would have known, right? Um at a small little gym um, where I was from before I moved to Somerset and started making some healthier decisions with eating um, and just kept running on the treadmill, lifting weights, you know, in the winter months because by the time, you know, this all started happening, it was it was cold outside. Um, started running on the treadmill, like I said, lifting, lifting weights, just nothing like what we understand at CrossFit, just, you know, the dumbbell stuff and um, but I was I was doing it. I was working hard, um, and I dropped a considerable amount of weight, um, and was super proud of myself. And actually found myself, um, felt really happy with who I was um, for the first time probably in my whole life. Had a lot of confidence that I'd never really had before. Um, so from there, um, I basically signed up for every 5K I could find, and just kept running and running and running. And well, that ended up turning into you know what? Let's try for a half marathon. So I signed up for the Covenant Health Half Marathon in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, trained for it myself. Literally, literally ran up and down Highway 27 um, every chance I could. Um, so half marathon day came. I showed up. You know, Chris was there with me. Uh, it was. It was. I was so scared. Uh, I think there's actually a picture of me at the at the start line. I'll never forget it. I have this really fake smile on my face because I knew it was fake. I was terrified about what about what was to happen. Um, so anyway, the race came. Uh, I did it. It was so hilly. Oh my gosh, it was so hilly, but I did it. Um, and the cool thing about that that half marathon is, um, if you're familiar with it or if not. When you cross the finish line, you actually run through Nayland Stadium and they call off your name. So that was a super exhilarating moment is to hear your name on the big speakers, you know, coming through, especially with everything that I'd been through. So that was my first half marathon. Um, I won't bore you with the details of the other half marathons that I did, but did a couple of others um, and got the idea one time. You know what? Let's see how far I can take this running career and let's do a full marathon. So, signed up for the Flying Pig. Um, <laughs> I was terrified again. 
I guess maybe I'm a thrill seeker and I like to be terrified. Who knows? I don't know. That remains to be seen. But um, took off training um, for the Flying Pig. Actually started the training January 2nd of that year. Um, I was able to run a solid six miles at the time. Um, and so I figured, you know, this is, this is a good base. I'm going to start here. So by the time um, marathon day came, I think I logged somewhere around 400 miles in training. Um, I would I would run after work. I would run uh, my long runs were every Sunday morning. Um, I would get up at you know five ish six o'clock in the morning or so and take off um, on my long runs. Um, and you know I really learned a lot about myself on those long runs. For those of you out there that are listening to this that are runners, you understand what I'm talking about. Um, you really kind of learn how to connect to yourself because there's a lot of conversations that go on in your head when you're running for hours on end. Um, a lot of motivation that has to happen in your head. Um, a lot of, you, you know, you can do this, you can do this, or there's even a lot of why the hell are you doing this? Um, but you keep pushing through. So anyway, as I was doing all that training, you know, my body took a toll, uh, or took a toll on my body rather. Um, and things started to hurt. So my running mechanics probably weren't the greatest. Well, I know they weren't the greatest. Um, I went through about four different pairs of shoes during that training period. Um, you know, just because you're logging that many miles and wear patterns on my shoes. You know, looking back, hindsight being 2020, I realized how my gait was really not what it needed to be. So, but anyway, crossed the finish line at the Flying Pig, um, cried the whole nine yards, and I was, you know, I built up this flying pig, this this experience in my head to be just this angels were going to sing when I crossed the finish line. And everybody was just going to be doing that slow clap, like, fantastic job, Kelly, fantastic. I crossed the finish line, you know, waiting for the girls to, or the guys or whoever to to just, you know, emblazon me with my, my medal. Because if you've ever ran a marathon, you know that medal, how important that thing is. And there was nobody around when I crossed the finish line. No medals, no people. Um, Chris had gotten lost in the crowd somewhere because he couldn't find out how to get down to the finish line. Uh, not any of his fault whatsoever, just the way the thing was laid out. So I literally found my, my medal hanging on a rack, put it on my neck myself, meandered around until I found um, a couple of strangers that had a cell phone because God knows I wasn't running with a cell phone because who needs that extra weight, right? Um, found them, said, hey guys, can I borrow your phone? I need to make a phone call. Called and finally found Chris. Um, and we finally found each other and, you know, got in the car and went home. End of story. But I just, I tell you all that to tell you that I was, it was so disappointing. You know, I had had all this crescendo, this build up to this run. I was like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. This is the greatest thing ever. This is the greatest thing ever. What's next? What's next? What's next? And then to just have that disappointing finish, um, on top of the fact that physically my body was completely wrecked. Hips were shot, knees were shot. I had more rock tape on me than, you know, there there's in, you know, the whole rock tape store. Um, so I was frustrated and I was, I was kind of, you know, done with running. You're talking from start to finish, this whole running, um, thing that I did from 2008 to 2012. So pretty good little run, haha, <laughs> pun intended. Um, but when I finished, like I said, I was just hurt and I was, I was kind of tired of the running game. And so I thought, you know, I'd been dabbling a little bit in the gym with some weights here and there, you know, nothing crazy. And so I thought, well, I'm going to take this, I'm going to take this to the next level. So 
I actually said, or I actually found a powerlifting meet, a state powerlifting meet that I signed myself up for. Didn't have a clue about anything, but I just had to have that goal to look forward, look toward and work toward. Um, so I signed up for it and I started, actually, I hired a trainer out of CrossFit Maximus in Lexington. His name is Chris Freeman, so I'll give him a plug. He's an amazing trainer. If you guys have ever heard of him before, look him up. Um, super blessed to have been able to, to meet up with him and, and work with him. But the cool thing was is that I had to work out with him at Maximus. So <laughs> I'll never forget the first time I ever walked into this CrossFit box. I was like, oh my God, there are those angels singing. I hear them now. Um, you know, this is my mothership. Where has this place been my whole life? Um, but you have to understand at the same time all this is going on, I have a, a terrific friend that lives in San Diego, California. Um, she's actually from here. She was a friend of mine from high school. She had relocated out there um, as a massage therapist. And this whole time after I get done running and I'm starting to train for powerlifting, she's just she's just constantly texting me and calling me and, and, and hitting me up and going, Kelly, you've got to try this CrossFit. You've got to try CrossFit. This is the greatest stuff I've ever done in my life. You've got to do it. You've got to do it. And I'm just like, okay, whatever, that's cute, thanks. I'm I'm good. I've got my I've got my goals. I'm gonna do my powerlifting meet. I'm gonna, you know, do whatever. Um, so keep that in mind, her telling me all this a little bug in my ear, if you will, and then I walk into that CrossFit box in Lexington and I was just like, Holy shit, this is it. Um, but I still hadn't quite bit the bug yet. I was just enamored by the way the place looked, but went on, long story short, and you know, did my competition um for the for the powerlifting meet i did okay um i but i could have done a lot better it was a really good learning experience um i did really well with my deadlift um my back and my back squat my bench press however i couldn't even lift the bar off my chest um uh, because i really didn't plan out you know what my weight should have been i didn't have really any kind of a strategy um but you know what i put myself out there and it was a great great learning experience so after the powerlifting meet was over with, I started getting a little more involved, a little more excited. Uh, I guess you could say my focus kind of shifted away from the running, like I, uh, you know, because I'd already dis decided I didn't want to do the distance stuff anymore. I ran here and there, but nothing crazy. But I really started focusing on, um, you know, working out with with weights. I was literally at the time one of the few females that would actually venture into the back room where the the free weights were. Um, because most women ended up, you know, unfortunately, they, you know, kind of resigned themselves to the elliptical or to the treadmill. Um, and that became frustrating to me to see that. So my friend keeps telling me, she's still bugging me. She's like, here, she said, here's a workout that I, that we did yesterday. Try it. And so I did it and I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. But then she sent me a workout and she called it Cindy. I thought, what the hell? Why is Cindy? That's dumb. Is that like one of the girls in the class? Did she come up with this? <laughs> so she sent me that workout. I didn't know what it was, but I did it. Um, and you know, it wrecked me. It just completely and totally wrecked me. Obviously I couldn't do, I couldn't do the pull-ups, but I did, I did my version of the pull-up. Um, but I just remember being completely wrecked and I was like, Oh my God, here's that cardiovascular response that I love from running. And then also I have this arm pump, you know, from all these pull-ups and this leg pump from all these squats. I'm just so sore, you know, so similar to the weightlifting. And, and I guess you could say, you know, when I got done with that workout, I was completely hooked. 
um, I thought, man, let's go to the, let's do this again. I want to, I want to, I want to do this again. So she started sending me her workouts. I started finding workouts online. So then I became the crazy chick that would drag the barbells over to the elliptical machine because it was too cold to do any of that crap outside and, you know, and carry kettlebells through the gym and, you know, so that was, that was my life. I just, you know, went crazy with it a little bit. Um, that kind of evolved into, um, coaching out of the back of my car. Um, I have to give Chris credit. You know, he's always, he's the most patient guy in the world. Um, he's always kind of sat back and took my ideas and, and ran with them with me, even as silly or crazy as they may be at the time. But, you know, one, one time I said, Hey, let's go buy, let's go find some old basketballs. Let's fill them with sand. Let's wrap them with duct tape. Let's go get a PVC pipe and fill it up with water. And, um, I can't remember everything else that we did, but, you know, let's go shove all this stuff in the back of my car. Let's go down to the park. Let's get some friends out there and let's, let's run. And then let's do some workouts in between. So we came up with, uh, we called them smoke sessions on the weekends. Um, and we had a lot of fun. We did those for, for quite a while and basically consisted of, um, you know, five card draws. Some of my, you know, uh, members at Ignis recall, cause we've done that workout a couple of times in the past. So you basically deal out a hand from the cards. Um, and your workout is based on the cards you draw. So if it's a heart, then you have to do box jumps, or if it's, you know, spades, you have to do, um, slosh pipe lunges, but in between every single card, you had to run 600 meters. So in my own way, I was able to marry those two worlds together and I loved it fell in love with it even more every time I did it and couldn't really get enough of it so one day my friend you know in her incessant you know information of CrossFit uh, you know telling me the, the latest and greatest thing that she had experienced out in California she said why don't you open a box and I was like that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard you're crazy why would I want to do something like that and so she she just kept on and she kept on and I love her. She's like one of my best friends and I actually started jokingly calling her my fire starter because she really and truly if you look back, she really kind of lit these little sparks along the way um and and helped kind of ignite some things in me. So she kept on and you know, I I actually started coaching um a CrossFit-ish type class at at a local gym. Really enjoyed that. That was that was a tremendous amount of fun. Um, met, I had like 12 to 15 regular people that would attend this class and they were amazing people. Um, really got to know some awesome people through that venue. So the more she kept bugging me, the more I thought, you know, maybe, maybe she's onto something. Maybe she's onto something because secretly I really wasn't happy with my nine to five job. It was, it was pretty mundane and it was, um, not, not fulfilling. Um, so I, I started doing the legwork and started, you know, seeing how this could happen so went out to san diego with my friend got my level one out there um got to go around to several boxes kind of did my own little recon if you will um went to mission gorge or 858 crossfit uh, went to um, outlier crossfit crossfit invictus crossfit fortius um really kind of got my toes wet got to do wads and all these boxes and talk to the owners and really did a lot of homework um on you know how these things work out in california because if you don't know anything about crossfit it really started out there um and that's where the the the, the the idea was born, I guess you could say, before it spread um, all across the globe. So 
did that in February of 2013. Um, got my level one certification, which, um, in case you weren't aware, is, is your barrier for opening up a CrossFit facility. Um, and by May 31st of 2013, I literally signed the documents of my articles of incorporation for get this firestarter fitness llc um that's the name of my my primary business um i have to give credit to my friend because were it not for her um i wouldn't be where i'm at right now um with her incessant um insistence that i try these workouts um out so firestarter had to be part of this business somehow um, so the name for CrossFittingness, you know, the, the process for actually, you know, opening a business, I won't bore you with, but if you ever want to ask me, come, come on and I'll, I'll be glad to, to bore you with the details. But part of the CrossFit business is you have to have certain ducks in a row before they'll allow you, um, to proceed with the business. Um, one of which is a name, obviously. Um, and, but the catch is with CrossFit, there can't be a single CrossFit gym in the world with the exact same name. That doesn't sound like a big deal, right? Well, it, it turned out to be <laughs> really difficult. Um, there were a lot of, a lot of text messages between me and my friend in California, a lot of phone calls, uh, a lot of research. Um, we knew we wanted fire to be part, um, of the Ignis name. And we came up with everything you could think of. And when we would do a search, well, it was taken. So one night, late conversation, frustrated, um, she says, oh my God, here it is. So she had went on some kind of Latin dictionary and she said, Ignis. She said, it's Latin for ignition or ignite. And I thought, oh my God, that's brilliant because that's what this whole process has been, an ignition of, of me and an ignition of an idea. Um, so I Googled it and searched the CrossFit directory and guess what? It hadn't been taken. Um, so I submitted my paperwork the very next day and waited patiently. So keep in mind, if you're paying attention to the timeline of this story, this is happening between February and May. Well, guess what happens between February and May in the CrossFit world? Well, it's the open. Um, so it took forever for headquarters to come back and say, Hey, we've approved your application. Welcome to the CrossFit um, affiliate family. But finally it came through um, and I was ecstatic. So from there, we had to find members. So we had this beautiful concept, um, but we had to find members. Um, so we developed this thing called a Founders Club. Can't take credit for the idea. Um, again, a lot of my ideas I, I brought back with me from California because those guys had lived it and breathed it and done it for years. Um, so came up with the Founders Club, started putting a social media press out there. And I, and I will say this, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of step back for just a second. Those 12 um, members that I had that I coached at a local gym here um, in town, you know, life can be so beautifully strange sometimes um, and put the right people in your life when you absolutely don't even expect it or when you don't even know what you need. So I'm going to give you an idea of some of the people that were in this class with me and my regulars. Um, one of them happened to be a lawyer who just so happened to specialize in new business startups. How lucky was that, right? Um, another person that happened to be in this class um, ended up telling me, you know, like, hey, I do graphic design. You know, if you need help with your logo, um, let me let me take a look at what you want um, and I'll I'll make it happen for you. I can do your website for you. Um, how amazing is that? Right. 
Um, so, you know, all of those people that I, I kind of developed a relationship with um, all ended up contributing in some capacity to the the foundations of Ignis. Um, you know, I that that found that founders crew. Um, so we knew we needed to find a location, which, as it turns out, in Somerset was super hard to do. So the said lawyer that I mentioned earlier actually worked for a business locally that was in the process of decommissioning a building up on Oak Hill Road. And he said, hey, we've potentially got a spot for you if you wanted to come by and look at it. So went by, looked at it. Um, I wish you guys could have seen it when we saw it um, because it was a train wreck. Um, but when I walked in, I was ecstatic because I could see the, the vision. I could see uh, what Ignis was going to be, um, what we were going to make out of this place. Um, so we signed the, the lease on it. Um, we, you know, got our first 15 members. We set out, we knew we needed to get 15 members, you know, in order to at least break even on our costs. Um, so we literally sat up at the farmer's market at Market on Main. I didn't even have a building at this point, by the way. Um, we hadn't secured it. It was all just a theory at that point. Um, set up at Market on Main, advertised out through social media, um, through, you know, everybody that we knew. Hey, We've got this Founders Club, you know, first 15, here are your perks, you're going to get a custom shirt, we're going to lock in your um, your rates, your membership dues for life, um, so come on down and sign up. I was expecting, I was praying for 10 people to come. Um, by the end of that day, I had 26 people signed up, um, and I, I just, I get emotional thinking about it because... These people signed up, and a lot of them are still are still with me. My founders crew. Um, you know, you've got Coach Delphine. You know, she she's been with me. She was one of those twelve. Um, you've got Pamela. You know, she she was one of those twelve. Uh, Chris and Kristen Gibson. Um, they've been with me since the beginning. Um, you know, there's fifteen of these people that actually really, if you want to get technical, twenty six of these people that really helped me um, get this business this this idea um, out of my head and. Into reality. Um, so August 13, or excuse me, August 12 of 2013, we did our first wad, 5:30 in the morning, um, right up there in that tiny little cracker box on Oak Hill Road. Um, and the rest, I guess you could say, is a little bit of history. Um, we we've we've had our ups, we've had our downs. Um, you know, we quickly um, outgrew our location at Oak Hill and tried to find another location within Somerset, which, believe it or not, is super hard to do. Um, but we luckily, we found the location on, on Brian's Way. Um, for those of you that are really new to us, this was a facility that we had on the south end of town. Uh, 6,000 square feet. We went literally from 1,800 square feet to 6,000 square feet. So that's a huge jump. Um, but, you know, hindsight being 2020, the location of that probably wasn't the best for us. But you know what? We really were able to grow the business and, and, and kind of work through things um, during the three years that we were um, in that facility. Um, and then, as you guys know now, we're at the University Drive location. And had you asked me, you know, in February of 2013, when this idea was just starting to form, when I was standing in a CrossFit box in San Diego, California, would I be 
you know, the proud, you know, owner of one of the most beautiful boxes in in the state of Kentucky. I, there's, I, I had hoped it, but sometimes your your you know reality can exceed your dreams, uh, and this is certainly the case. Um, in you know, for for Ignis. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of the the whole. You've heard the whole big story now. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I hope you guys maybe took away some nuggets. Um, I guess you know if you ask me, what's the moral to the story, Kelly? Well, I'm not finished. First of all, um, if you know anything about me, you know I'm going to constantly keep pushing that you know our box and pushing that business, pushing myself, pushing my coaches to be the best that we can possibly be. Um, because that's just that's just my that's how I'm made. Um, that's who I want to be. And that's who I want this business to be. But I guess the moral of the story is, you know, just don't never settle, always keep pushing and always, you know, really believe in yourself. You know, if there's, if there's something that you're passionate about and you want to, you want to do it, then just do it. Um, you look around at the people that, that surround you in your life. You're, you may be surprised. There might be people that are going to absolutely help get you to that next level. Um, don't be afraid to ask. Um, don't be afraid. Don't just don't be afraid. Just go for it. All right, guys. Um, listen again. Thanks for listening to me. This, you know, we'll, we'll try to make this a, a routine thing. If it takes off, if you guys enjoy it, give me some feedback. Let me know. Um, and we'll, we'll talk to you soon. So I will see you guys at the box. Bye.